Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom and strength of the saints and the great riches of the Catholic Church to help us to get to heaven, but also to live in joy and peace in the midst of the storm in this life, which is impossible. And it's raging. You've missed it. What? Which is impossible. It is not impossible. You Everything is me, possible in Christ Jesus. But we can do all things in Christ not Jesus. Not only that, I mean, it's not only not impossible, but if you think it's impossible, you're missing out. Right. Because the Lord has provided everything we need. I mean, you know, St. Paul in Philippians wrote, as he was in jail, as he had no rights, as he was heading toward his death, you know, he wrote that we could have a peace that passes understand all understanding, right? Yeah, that surpasses. Surpasses. It transcends. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it always reminds me of my heart aches when I see people that are languishing and they haven't found him. They yeah. haven't drank of this life-giving water that he's offering them. And it, it always like in, there's a story. I don't know. You've told me about it. But the visual always comes back of someone who is traversing through the desert and they're they're walking and there's this dry path they're they're thirsting they're dying of thirst and what they can't see is that right over to the ridge hidden from them to the right is this this life-giving water yeah aquifer uh, it's an pure aquifer water. pure water it's pouring but they can't see it because yeah. of their distress their pain their ache and they don't know where to look. They don't know how to look. And sometimes just some of the crummy stuff that's going on in the church, right? But you, it doesn't. You don't have to be victim to that. No, and and you just if you will take a step towards the Lord, He will draw near to you. He will rush towards you. Yeah. If you will say, Lord, I don't get this. I don't understand. Like I've done it. That was the turning point in my life. I turned to the Lord and I said, I've been taught that you're there. Take over my life, and I'll do whatever you ask. Yeah. And he's he's real. Yep. Amen. And he will come and he will change Peach your life. Peach. Yep. Amen. Okay. So so I want we're gonna introduce a guy here. I'm gonna just tell you before a guy? she a dude. Before <laughs> before she introduces him. I wanted to say this about this guy. Okay. We have the community of Apostle VA and the Avalon Institute. Y'all know that we believe in that, that it is the most important work in the church. I mean, forming priests and all of that. I mean, it's just amazing work. Okay, so so there's there's another institution that is a very close second to all that we're doing, meaning outside of us, he, they're number one. Uh, outside of our own apostle, and I don't even think you know I don't we don't compete. I'm just saying what my heart. Outside of what we're doing, that which is the effusion of our own hearts in terms of our own calling, these guys are the most substantive, effective powerful, helpful, pure, orthodox, well-run, heart of the thing is, is, is awesome organization on in the known universe. I was going to say the planet, but I think it's probably yeah. bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to tell folks who this person is that runs this 
organization and what we're talking about, why we believe in them so much. That's why we're right. talking about because I want everybody to know about these guys. Yeah, this this dude and this guy is also a dear friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so his name is Charlie McKinney, and he has served as publisher of Sophia Institute Press for nine years. President, publisher or president? He is. It says publisher. Okay. Well, he's. Are you he's a publisher? The, or he's president, also the grand poobah, I think. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm both. He's, yeah, both. Oh, he's being humble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so president and publisher of Sophia Institute Press for nine years. Yeah. In 2013, Charlie founded Sophia Institute for Teachers. Amazing materials, by the yeah. way. I used it when I was a principal of a Catholic school. Fantastic. Uh, with the mission of forming Catholic teachers through high quality training and curriculum resources that lead students to grow in holiness. It's very true. Charlie is also publisher of three popular Catholic commentary websites, Catholic Exchange, Crisis Magazine, and 1 Peter 5, as well as Benedictus, which is a monthly companion to the traditional Latin Mass, which is beautiful. It is awesome. It's new this year. Charlie also serves on the board of the Avila Foundation, and American Principles Project, and the New Hampshire-based Family Policy Institute, Cornerstone Policy Research. Charlie lives in Amherst, New Hampshire, with his wife, Carolyn, and their five beautiful children. Yeah, welcome to the show, Charlie. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Stephanie. Just so I don't get in trouble, I want to be really clear about something. They're all they're different apostles in the apostolates in the church that are awesome, right? We all have our own like specific focus. Avalon Institute, specific spiritual formation. You guys do some of that, publishing, that sort of thing. EWTN, I can't leave out because I, you know, EWTN gets criticized by a lot of new media folks, but the fact is nobody on the planet is reaching more Christians with Orthodox Catholic teaching than EWTN. And if you hear people criticizing EWTN, it should raise an eyebrow for you. No institution is perfect, but nobody is serving up more authentic Catholic uh, teaching than EWTN. And that is a fact. That is not my opinion. But outside of that, Charlie McKinney and publishing is killing it. So Charlie, we're grateful to have you on the show. And I want to talk to you about Catholic publishing in general, but uh, I want to focus right now, if we could, on the Catholic Reader's Bible. What do you think? Yeah, it's a great book. It is. So, I'll, so, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it might, you know, one of the best books, you know, ever. And yeah, the uh, Bible. It might, might even be inspired. Right. God, you know? God so. wrote it. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good book. You know, we actually asked Jesus if he would be on. He said, ah, you know, one day, Charlie. because Charlie, Charlie's in charge of this. I gave Charlie this project. So, Charlie, I want to talk about the Catholic Reader's Bible. I just want to say something about it that's uh, that I think you can relate to. So we're both converts. Actually, we both started in the same place, Southern Baptist Church. Interesting uh, coincidence. I remember the days when I first woke up to Jesus, right, and and really converted. And it was dramatic for me because of the background I came out out of was pretty bad. But I remember opening the Bible and always having consolation when I read it and always being blessed by that encounter and just loving it and studying it and memorizing it. So the chosen took me back to that beginning in terms of minute movie format or whatever. This Bible that you've produced, and we'll we'll explain to people why it's so unique. Did that for me? Has done that for me in terms of touching back a little bit at, at that first moment when I began to explore Scripture, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So the unique thing about this Bible is that it doesn't have all of the chapter and verse markings in it. So it doesn't have, 
you know, Ephesians isn't Ephesians 1, verse, you know, 2, Ephesians 1, 3, Ephesians 1, 4. It's as it was originally formatted, but of course translated to English, because there were no, none of those marks in the, in the Bible, right, when Charlie, when it was uh, first, uh, when each of the books were written. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, you know, there are multiple ways that one can approach Scripture. Obviously, Lexio Divina is one where you're studying it intensely and using it to pray. Another is uh, studying it as as Scripture to understand the meaning behind it using a study Bible. But what had never been produced is a Catholic reader's Bible, which is kind of where you step back and from a thirty thousand foot view. You read it like you would read a, a novel in a couple of sittings. You read the whole scripture. And when you read it that way, I mean, one, you, you realize just how quickly you could read, say, the Gospel of Matthew. I mean, you could get through it in a sitting or maybe two sittings and you see the story unfold in, you know, as you said, as it was originally written. All the chapters and verses came later um, to help break it up and make it as a better reference. And so we use the uh, the Dewey Reams or the Chaloner Reams a version of this because we wanted a literal translation uh, that enabled people to uh, you know encounter Scripture in you know in its purest form from the beginning. I wouldn't use this for Lexio Divina, but I certainly think it's very valuable for um, you know getting getting a thirty thousand foot view of the whole without. Um, you know, because the chapters, to some degree or another, are, you know, it's it's breaking it up in equal forms. But that doesn't mean that the teaching stops at the end, at that last verse in the chapter, and then there's a new teaching that picks up in the next chapter. And so sometimes you can you can lose the flow or lose the uh, sort of the comprehensiveness of the teaching when it's done like that. So. That's why we put this together, because we this had never been done. And a couple of Protestants have put it together in Protestant translations of Scripture. And so, you know, it's people seem to really love it. I love it. And I'm glad to hear you like it, too. Yeah. So this morning uh, when I was reading, so I like to read the daily readings of the Mass. And then it, it isn't that you don't have the ability to find the verse, because you have small notations at the top of every page. So like I'm looking at the Gospel of John, page 255, at the very top, though it doesn't have the annotations on the side, it has, it has John 16.3 through 16.18. So you can find those things, and I read it. But the thing, the thing I love about it the most, which you've already said, but I think it's worth kind of focusing on a little more. When the epistles were written, so, so these are letters from various leaders of the church. Of course, the first Pope Peter wrote an epistle. James wrote an epistle, St. Paul wrote epistles. These were letters typically to churches. And then what would happen is as the churches gathered, those letters would be read because not everybody's literate, but those letters would be read and they wouldn't have any verses in it. it was, and in fact, it wasn't until the 16th century, if my memory serves me, that that was added to scripture and it was done in the East and the West. And then it sort of fell into this, you know, accepted pattern that that we have today but so for about 1200 years in the church there it, it was like this bible that you've reproduced it, to those who could have bibles and read them they were very expensive back then because the printing press hadn't been invented but so when i read it it's i do i like the purity of no notes and just reading it like they read it 2000 years ago you know the pastor might have read it 2000 years ago 
Right. Yeah. And because it's the Dewey Reams, it is a direct translation from the Latin Vulgate. And thus it is, there's no dynamic equivalency that's been incorporated into it, which uh, is sort of the modern mode of uh, interpreting scripture or translating scripture. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but um uh, and I and I read, you know, uh, translations that are d- uh, dynamic equivalency. But I think what happens is the translator is then incorporating in some of their own interpretations of what Scripture says versus the literal translation, which is simply translating it word for word. And you know, maybe every line doesn't make as much sense, but you kind of let the chips fall where they may. Uh, and that, I think, is, you know, my preferred method. And that's why we, we chose the Dewey Reams to be the, uh, you know, to be the version of this. So you can get as direct to the original scripture um, as possible. Awesome. Awesome. So when we get back, we're going to talk more to Charlie McKinney of Sophia Institute Press about their new publication of the Catholic Reader's Bible. And when we get back, I want to find out what effect has this had on the readers. So we'll be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. And we're here with a good friend and really the head of like an amazing organization that is incomparable in its goodness inside and out. And that's Sophia Institute Press. And we're talking with him today about the Catholic, read- Catholic Reader's yeah. Bible. You had a question for him. Right, right. So so when we left before the break, we were talking about the translation of it from the Douay Reim, which is an amazing, beautiful, literal um, translation from the Latin Vulgate, and how there's no numbers or notations so that it's a smooth reading as if it were you know, a couple thousand years ago. So what have you heard? What's the feedback you're getting from your readers of this? What, what's it doing for them? Yeah, they, I mean, obviously they, they love it. I would say what we hear more often than anything is that they're able to kind of see scripture as a whole for the first time, right? Because you go into mass and you hear, you know, this story of Jesus's miracle, or you hear this parable and, you know, over the course of your life, you get kind of diff- you, you, you're picking up scripture and different parts of it. And then when you read it, uh, the reader's Bible, which encourages sort of w- reading it at large chunks at a time, what they see is the whole narrative at once. 
and that they've never really understood the order and the impact that that's had on, you know, kind of piecing all the stuff that's in their head together. And so I would say that's the biggest feedback that, that we have. And, you know, it's, it's, the font size is comparable to what you would see in a normal book. It's not Bible font size. Uh, so it's easy to read. It's easy on the eye. Uh, and it's, you know, it's very, you know, it's very comfortable to, you know, put in your bag and take around on a trip or, you know, wherever you go. So uh, it's hard, hardbound. So, you know, it'll last a long time. And um, so the feedback, the feedback has been phenomenal because a lot of people had never even heard of a reader's Bible, uh, much less ever owned or read one. You know, it's funny, though, it's very Catholic, right? I mean, most Catholics don't know chapter and verse like you and I learned as as Protestants, which is a blessing to, to both of us. But most Catholics have, just have a general sense of who, who are devout, have a general sense of what's where and what's true and what's not. This kind of, I don't know, feels very like a really Catholic idea. Yeah, well, it, I mean, yeah. it's... it's uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's old. It's the way it used to be. So yeah. uh, it's uh, every everything old in Christianity's Catholic. So it's it's just bringing this treasure back. Well, and I and I was just you know, and maybe maybe Charlie or you want to say it out loud since y'all are converts. But you know, he mentioned well, some of the Protestants have done this. Yeah. But now we have the Catholic version. Yeah. What's different? Because we can't assume that all of our listeners know oh, the yeah. difference between a Protestant. Bible and a Catholic Bible. It's so. because you added all kinds of stuff, right, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you see here is an English translation of what St. Jerome put together, the Latin Vulgate, which the Council of Trent said was the official uh, Latin uh, text of uh, Scripture. Yeah. And so, what, what year, Charlie? Uh, well, this version was created in the 1500s, and then Bishop Challoner updated it, removed some of the archaic language, and um, uh, that would have been in the 1700s. Uh, he did that in Elizabethan England. But St. Jerome goes, gosh, way back. How early was that? Damn. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I threw you a softball, and you'll miss it. No, yeah, no. you put me on the spot. I put you back on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So what, anything else you want people to know about the, the Catholic Reader's Bible that we haven't uncovered? I, I will say, before you answer that question, um, also a great gift idea for, you know, we're not, our shows are all kind of evergreen, but if we're uh, rolling towards Advent at any time or Christmas or, or Lent, you know, what or, a beautiful gift for Lent. Too. Or uh, if you you roll into um, Easter, confirmation, Easter, right. you know, where you want to give somebody just a special gift or someone you love to help their devotional life. But Charlie, anything else we didn't cover that's kind of uh, interesting about the, the text itself? Yeah, look, I, I think a reader's Bible deserves a place in everybody's library. Um, you know, we've all got multiple Bibles, uh, multiple translations, study Bibles. And I think a reader's Bible is is definitely important one to have. And this, like I said, it's the only Catholic Bible. It comes in two editions. We've got the Gospels. And then we've got the epistles. Uh, so all of the New Testament is here. We have not done the Old Testament yet. The two volumes are on sale on our website at sophiainstitute.com right now. And um, if you order today, we can make sure we get it to your home by Christmas. Very good. So that's for folks who are listening the day of recording where we do our live streaming. But if you're hearing this recorded, uh, you can still pop out to Sophia Institute uh, Press. And then also EWTN Religious Catalog is very friendly. EWTN thinks very highly of uh, of uh, Sophia Institute Press as well. 
That's right. We were, we collaborate with them and publish their books through EWTM publishing. So our producer told us, uh, three, the Jerome was 380, 382 AD. There you go. There you go. We kind of go back a ways. Yeah. I think you hung out with Augustine. I don't know. I don't know if it was a yeah. same time frame anyway. Awesome. So, so, so moving on from that, but related to this, what other resources are good for studying scripture and, and what do you recommend, Charlie? I know I have a couple in my, in my brain, but what, what do you suggest that well, maybe I, could be like used in conjunction? Sorry. Yeah, I think you, I think you and I probably share an affinity for the better part. Oh um, yeah. Father Bartunek. Um, I think that's a phenomenal resource. Uh, we, we, we published that, uh, we acquired that from, um, uh, from another publisher a couple of years ago because I was just such a big fan of it. We've got it both in the single volume and then we broke it out into four volumes that are, you know, more easy to carry around that I think for understanding scripture is, is pr probably one of the best resources out there. The other thing I use is I downloaded this app some time ago called Katina, C-A-T-E-N-A. Mm -hmm. uh, that's got, you know, for, you can open it up and for every verse, you can see what, you know, various early church fathers and scripture commentators had had said about what that verse is saying. And so uh, I use that resource a lot, Katina. C-A-T-E-N-A? -E yeah, I found it to be very helpful. Do you yeah. produce that or somebody else? No, no, I don't know who does it. See, well, this, So this is why I love Charlie McKinney. Charlie is not like a territorial guy. Mm -hmm. If something's good, he's going to say it. And, and it speaks to his heart because he's not just a publisher in it to make money, though that's important to keep the lights on and pay people and keep publishing. But the thing I love about Charlie and why I believe in Sophia is because he's in it for the souls of the people that he serves. Yeah. And he cares more about that than anything. And, and, he, and he acts that way. He doesn't just say it. I've known him for years and he, and he really lives it. So I appreciate that. Back to the better part. Um, published by Sophia and Press. There, I will just say this. There is no better daily reflection, devotional reflection on scripture that's ever been written, in my opinion. And I'm aware of a number of them. Right, right, right. But it's, it's orthodox. It has depth. It really helps you. And I love the four volume split up of the Gospels. Yeah, and I, and I have to just say, I, I used the better part for three full years. Mm -hmm. Um to study the, the daily readings every day as I began to study scripture, to do daily mental prayer, meditation. Yeah. And it was huge. It changed my life. I had, I had an, a, uh, just a periphery kind of understanding of who Jesus was yeah. through scripture and using the better part just changed everything. It just lit me up and it's really incredible. So I can imagine that you could study that for maybe your mental prayer time look up your daily, your daily uh, gospel reading or study an entire, you know, a gospel like the John or Matthew, um, whatever. And then you could use this for just spiritual reading and, and reinforce the flow and the completeness of those teachings um, as you dive into God's words. It'll change your life, you know. Yeah. The other one I'd add, Charlie, if you don't mind, is Into the Deep, which I wrote and it sounds self uh, promoting, promoting. <laughs> but I, we don't, you know, <laughs> we don't do that, I don't, yeah. I have a Toyota pickup. So just for the record, the, 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 uh, the, if you took into the deep and read it, like if you're wanting to start Lexio Divina, really wanting to start a serious daily prayer, you could take the reader's Bible and into the deep, read into the deep 
every day for Advent till you finish it, let's say, or mm -hmm. whatever season you're in or whatever time you want to use, like a month. And then after you're done with it, begin using that approach in the reader's Bible and it'll it'll really jump out at you. You'll you'll it'll be very rich. Well, and and I would say this if if you know, I have conversations with Catholics, you yeah. know, everywhere. You and I both do everywhere all the time. Yeah. So does Charlie. And the thing is, is the three of us can all attest to diving daily into Scripture is where you encounter the Lord. Yeah. It's where yeah. your heart and your mind will be changed. It is where you will truly meet the one who made you, who desires to have a relationship with you, who will love you and heal you. And, and so many people have this kind of conceptualized view. If I go to mass and, you know, and I just show up, I'm, you know, I'm a practicing Catholic. There is so much more for you. It's your, what you're experiencing now, if you don't pray daily is about the size of a pebble is how I compare it to what you would experience. You will experience, which is, comparable to standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it's so huge, so vast, so deep, so rich, and you will meet him there and he will change you. Charlie, you disagree with all that, right? <laughs> I completely, absolutely agree with everything Stephanie said. When I became a Catholic, I did not have a spiritual life. I came in intellectually and I had no idea. The more I dug, the more I realized just how deep that well is. And um, I read scripture every morning, meditate on it. And there's no doubt that um, it, it's transformative. It transforms, it transforms your, your spiritual life. It trans, transforms everything around you. you. You see things you didn't see before. Your relationships are better. Um, there, there's, there's no doubt that, that spending time with the Lord in scripture is, uh, that's where it's at. Amen to that. And I know, you know, the other thing I'll say about Charlie, I've said a lot of nice things, but he, he's a man of prayer. He, d he doesn't just, you know, live the Catholic life intellectually or outwardly, not just in outward acts, but he understands what we always say in Apostolic VA, all things for God begin before God on our knees. And then when we rise from our knees, we rise in the power and wisdom of Jesus Christ. We rise in his, with his perspective, with his heart, and then we approach the church that way. Charlie does that at Sophia Institute Press. I want to tell you, it's a, they're 100% trustworthy. Everything they publish is gold. Their team, they're just awesome individuals, end-to-end, -end, no matter who, who, who you talk to. They're, they're the real deal. And I, and I would say, I would say not only should you buy from them, but you should also donate to them. And we're out of time, unfortunately, Charlie. But we're going to do a second show. And so, folks, we're going to live stream out that out at spiritualdirection.com, Facebook, if you want to pop out there. But uh, I think you should wrap us up, Steph. Okay. So until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.